my name is Michael Bosey. Welcome to my podcast, Marketing Without the Marketing. This is episode 165, and I want to talk about rethinking our social media interactions. As you know, if you've been following along, I'm in the middle of this series that's uh, called Content Marketing 201, sort of leveling up our strategies uh, that we use now that everyone is using content marketing. But also within that, there's a small series that's uh, on just social media and focusing on things that we can do, again, to up our game there, because let's face it, social has changed. Now, picking up where I left off in the last episode uh, about social media uh, being not what it once was uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, hey, even five years ago, these things change a lot. There's been a consolidation of power. Uh, and that means that we need a new strategy, right? If social is different now, we need to respond with a new strategy. The algorithms, they're working against us. They're trying to keep us on the platform with provocative content, and they're selling stuff to us so that they can prove that they are worth the spend for advertisers. And all this sounds like, well... It's not in our favor as marketers, right? If we're a small player trying to use social to reach an audience, earn trust with them, uh, eventually be able to ask for the sale, it got harder for us. So let's work on doing an end run around the algorithms. First, in the open waters of social in this episode, and then in a group's strategy later in this series. Now, first of all, all of the social platforms have taken away our ability to set our main social stream from uh, algorithmically generated, which is what they are now, uh, to chronologically generated, which is what it used to be. Uh, Twitter was the last holdout Facebook and its properties, had uh, they had executed this first. And that means that they're going to show you what they want to show you, and it's going to serve their needs, not yours, right? You might like to see a chronological feed, see things as they've uh, appeared, and you'll notice that there are none of them that work that way anymore. Now, in Facebook, you can touch this up a little bit under Newsfeed Preferences, uh, you can set it to prioritize who to see first. And that's not going to do the trick entirely. It'll raise some other folks up to the top of your feed, sort of. But the way around this is to just go to someone's account and lurk, right? You'll see all their posts in order, untouched, the way that they, they put them there. So that's sort of a way to get around, with, uh, around that uh, restriction. The same thing with Twitter. If you click on someone's profile and then the tweets and replies tab, you'll see everything they've posted again in order. Okay. Uh, there's no real way to do this in the newsfeed in either. And the same goes for pretty much any of the other social apps. Uh, the only exception is in Twitter. When you do a search, you can click latest rather than top. So if you're following a topic, 
you can get what people are talking about in real time if, if that's important to you, or just leave it set to top so that you can see what gets pushed up in the algorithm. And if there is a, a hashtag trending or whatever, uh, you might want to see just the top. But look, you'll notice, though, that even if you do click latest, it's not a pure chronological feed or technically reverse cron, if you will. Uh, but also you can hit the people tab to see who's tweeting about that topic. So that'd be the same thing. You drill down into the person, then you can see their, uh, what they've posted in reverse cron order. Now, I don't want to go through all the platforms here. I just wanted to give you a sense that there are ways to get around just taking what they give you in the algorithm. There are always workarounds. We just have to find them. All right, so once we know where to look, then there are three activities in rethinking how we, how we operate on social. Listening, asking, and interacting. Let's start with listening. I put listening first because in my opinion, this is an overlooked feature of social. The fact that you can observe how people interact. So especially if we have something new, a new product, new service, new concept, it's good to show up in listening mode, right? Listen first and sometimes for a long time. Watch what your audience does. Listen to what they say. Notice the language that they use. What are the cues, the customs? What do they seem to care about? What beliefs do they seem to hold? Who tends to influence those beliefs? We can observe, you know, who are the major players? Who dominates the discussion or who tends to? And conversely, who tends to challenge the discussion? Who are the thoughtful ones who show up and engage in good faith arguments, right? The people who are genuinely there to connect and discuss. And look, take your time with this. You don't have to do this all in one day and nor would you want to. You wanna get a real sense of what this community is, is about. You don't wanna find out uh, the who, what, where, when, and how, right? Who are they? What's important to them? Where do they convene? Like which platform? When are the discussions happening? And probably most importantly, the nuances of how do they interact with one another? And once you know all this, then you're ready to take your next step, which is asking. Now, when you're ready, start asking questions. You've observed how the group interacts. Now it's time to enter the room and participate. But let's not make the mistake that most people make with social. They think it's a place to come in and make statements, to post their valuable opinions. What if we approach it differently, though? What if we come in to learn instead? Right? Think of how this maps to the real world. If you're at a party, who do you like better? The, the person who comes in talking only about himself, blah, 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 or the person who appears interested in what you have to say? Asking questions, listening intently, enjoying your company. Social is no different. And if our goal is to ultimately turn some of this audience into customers, let's you know, stick to the goal here, right? Then we want to listen to them to understand them better. So from observing in the first step, right, you know some of the gaps. You have some uh, uncovered 
points of confusion, inconsistencies, things that you want to know more about. Ask about them. Maybe you understand the basics about a belief that the group seems to hold, but you want to understand it a little bit better. Uh, Pull on a thread. Get at those nuances. The only way to do that is to ask. You're not here to challenge their ideas or push them. Not yet, anyway. We want to enter with a genuine desire to learn before we start interacting. The next stage is interacting, and this comes natural to us. This is this stage is very easy to enter once you're ready for it, right? And it's easy to know when that time is because, look, when someone responds, now that's an invitation to interact. So here's the thing. Be patient with your questions when you're new to the group. We've all experienced this. It can be crickets, right? You can ask a question, get nothing in return. Or you may not get a response right away. But keep trying until people see that you are earnest and that your intentions are good. And once you've built up a little trust, you'll start to get interactions, right? It drives me absolutely crazy on Twitter when I see writers in particular, and it's a vibrant community for writers, but I see a lot of of writers who show up posting, buy my book every hour, and then they complain out loud that this place is a ghost town. Why am I not getting any interactions? Well, look, that's because no one wants to talk to someone who's only trying to sell you something. Stop that. You're not going to get interactions. People see you as a salesperson. No one wants to talk to that person. Stop selling and treat this like you would any in-person conversation. Be cordial and polite. Be charming and funny if you can. I mean, just remember that like email or texting, there's a lot of room for misinterpretation. In my content strategy, I tend to avoid humor because, well, I'm not that good at it. And Two, it's really difficult uh, to execute that, especially in in these different formats. But be yourself, right? Be helpful, be supportive with simple interactions, such as, you know, offering genuine thanks in your own style. Hey, thanks for, you know, illuminating that for me. I didn't understand that before. Now I understand it a lot better. Thank you. You do so with warmth, compassion, empathy, Uh, you know, just like any other human interaction. Or or look, even the complex interactions too, right? Like learning how to manage threads properly, uh, knowing when and how to bring someone else into the conversation who might be able to benefit the rest of the group. All of these things are bringing value uh, to this community and will help you be more accepted uh, into the group and their conversations or Let's, let's say, our conversations, right? If we're all a part of the group. And, and this part's really important. You want to be a part of the community that you serve. I have a whole episode on this. If you want to dive deeper into that, uh, left a link in the show notes for you. But we want to do everything with extreme care. We want to show that we are making a legitimate investment of our time, energy, expertise, and talent to this community, right? And look, if you're not willing to do that genuinely, then skip social because it's not going to work if we don't treat it this way. 
And look, that's a legitimate option too. I have clients who rely uh, completely on email or groups strategy. Uh, that's fine, right? You don't, you don't have to be on social. Uh, but the thing that we want to avoid, if we can, is to be putting a lot of effort into social uh, that's not going to yield results. And, and this way of approaching this just has a better chance of uh, turning into something that's actually a valuable activity. And I would argue that, you know, using old methods or just showing up there and posting and posting, and posting, uh, you know, that's ultimately going to be expending a lot of energy that you could use for other activities in your marketing plan. All right. So I'm sure you're thinking, all right, it's great, Michael, but ultimately I do have to sell something here, right? That's why I'm here. We're here to do some marketing and use social to do so. And we'll get there, but there's no transaction imminent until you have trust built up. And the way that you get there is with what I call the three core elements of content marketing, consistency, persistence, and patience. Again, I have a whole episode on this. It's way back in my feed within the first 10 episodes. You may need to get out of my site, but look, left a link for you to make it easy. Uh, but if we do this, if we show up consistently and persistently with a large helping of patients, uh, all in service of building up trust, then we might earn the position to be able to ask for the sale. We might be able to take that stance at that point. I also have another episode with a much deeper dive on getting consistent, because uh, let's face it, that's that can be a challenge. Uh, the episode is uh, episode 97 called Consistency and Content Strategy. Again, link in the show notes for you. All right. I think that's a good place to stop because, well, you got to do this in your own style, in your own way. And hopefully all I've done here is give you a prompt to think about this a little bit differently. But next episode in the series, I want to help you get more efficient uh, in doing all this with some measurement and iteration. So you can focus on the stuff that's working and ditch the stuff that's not. Now, if you've been enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting me on Patreon. It would mean a lot to me. Uh, a show of support always does. But also, I've got a private feed that's for supporters only as a part of this page uh, with extra exclusive episodes, exclusive videos, uh, lessons from my online courses, uh, all that if you're a, uh, a supporter. The link is patreon.com slash Left a link in the show notes to make it easy for you. And of course, this is only if you feel like you've got the means to do so. Uh, I don't want to hold back anything from someone who needs it. And I'm honored if what I produce is something that helps you. So if you ever feel like you can't afford anything on my site or the stuff that I produced, just ask. My only goal here is to be helpful. All right. Thank you again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.